We're on the road with Mickey, we're gonna have some fun. Regardless of the rain or sun, our trip has just begun. So buckle up, let's go, we're about to start the show. And maybe if you like us, you'll see where else we'll go. Hi everyone, I'm Sophie, he's Mike. Welcome to our little corner of the podcasting universe. Hopefully you like the sound of our voices and you want to stick around for the show. Not that it stays in one place for long. I mean, after all, we are on the road with Mickey. So hop in the car and buckle up your skate belts because we've got an awesome adventure this week. Now a brief rundown before we get moving. First up, our roundtable talk where we'll discuss the main topic for this week, followed by some Disney trivia ranging from Disney history to a random Disney character of the day. Well, that's just about it. Everybody ready? Let's get this show on the road. Hey, everyone. I'm Mike, and she's Sophie. Hi. And together, we're on the road with Mickey. This is episode six for February 10th, 2020. And today, we are going to talk about our favorite things at the park we all know and love as Epcot. So let's go ahead and get started on that. But before we do... Sophie and I wanted to talk about a new segment that we've got, and it's some bits of news and trivia and things like that. And what are we calling it, Sophie? We're calling it Cheddar from the Big Cheese because Mickey is a mouse and mouses love cheese. That's right. That's mice right. love cheese. Mice love and cheese. Mice do love cheese, and I love cheese, and I'm not a mouse, but I still love cheese. So a lot of people and animals love cheese. <laughs> <laughs> off the cheese <laughs> <laughs> so our first thing we wanted to talk about is that you can now get a fast pass for mickey and minnie's runaway railway and you'll be able to use your fast pass on the day it opens which is march 4th that's big news and the reason it's big news is because now you have to make some tough decisions you have to decide um, which do you do for your tier one fast pass? Do you do Slinky Dog Dash or do you do um, Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run or do you do Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway? And what did we decide to do, Sophie? We decided to stick with Smuggler's Run. Yeah. And instead, we're going to um, rope drop for our day at, at Hollywood Studios. And we're going to go do standby lines for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Mm-hmm. I and think then, most people are going to decide to do that. Um, or they're going to have two, fast, two days at Hollywood Studios. Um, for us, we only have one day. So, yeah. So it was a kind of a tough call for us to decide what to do. Yes. But... You know what? I think we're going to love Mickey and Minnie, and I think we're really going to love Smuggler's Run. So I think the decision we made works best for us. Yes. After all, we are Star Wars nerds, but enough of that for now. We'll get to that later. Yeah. Another tough call. It was a tough call deciding which Fast Pass to go for Tier 1, but another tough call will be for me and my personal money because – 
there have been new photos released of a clothing line called the Disney Ink and Paint Collection. And I'm looking at a bunch of these photos and I really, really like them. Like a lot. There is a bunch to choose from. And I don't know. I do have some money, but I don't want to spend it all on Disney merch, which is very cruel of me to say. Yeah. So tough calls there for Sophie. Yes. You know, for me, one decision is no problem. So, (laughs) well, yeah, but you're not a clothing girl like me. But there is one thing I know I won't have to have a hard choice in making, and that will be with the new Disney annual pass holder charm. It's exclusive to annual pass holders, and it's a Pandora charm that they sell at the parks. It's in Disneyland, and it won't be a hard choice for me because one, I'm not going to Disneyland. Two, it's $85, and that's too much, even for a Pandora charm. And three, I don't think I'm an annual pass holder, am I? No, we don't have annual passes. And isn't it specific for Disneyland annual pass holders? Yes, it is. Yeah, and so we don't have a Disneyland annual pass. But, um, but you so. know what? Sheila and Jagan and Randy do, so they might be interested in knowing that tidbit. So. True, Aunt Sheila might be. Uncle Randy she might probably, not be. Yeah, Sheila probably already knows already about it. So. Mm-hmm. And it is rather pretty. It is very pretty. Yeah. A couple other things. Over at Carousel Progress, you may have heard they had a little mishap. Um, and one of the things that happened was John in the scene where he's talking about his lumbago. Um, John's hand came off. Now, don't worry. It's already been fixed. It's not an issue. Um, it was an animatronic um, problem, but um, these things happen. So, but that it was something that we saw this week and we wanted to talk about it. And then also over at Disneyland, um, Main Street had a fire. I'm not sure how big it was, but it did um, lead to the evacuation of Main Street, and it was in the backstage areas. Um, from what I've been hearing, there's no reports of injuries, and everything is fine now. But um, but still, it's a little concerning that that happened. So, and is there any other cheddar from the Big Cheese, Sophie? There is some new cheddar, and I'm not sure which one I want to talk about first. I kind of want to talk about our favorite Disney Plus show. Well, go ahead. So, my dad and I, we are head over heels for The Mandalorian. Yes, we are. I love Baby Yoda. That goes without saying. He's adorable. He's amazing. And... When I found out that I would have to wait for the next season to come out, I was so sad. Yeah, but now we have a release date for season two, don't we? Yes, we do. It's in October, which is still a long time. But eight months. I I can wait. I can. I can wait too. You know what? If we if we get into any sort of issue where we just need to binge watch, we can now watch all of the first season over again. So, yes. First and then, season is great. And then the last bit of news 
is regarding the new hotel that's going to be put in place over by Hollywood Studios. It's called the Star Wars Galactic Cruiser. And this is a totally different sort of experience because there's a minimum two-night stay, and it is set so that um, it's like you are going off into space and staying on a on a galactic cruiser. It's the name, the Star Wars Galactic Cruiser. And the beauty of it is that you don't see the world when you look out your window. You're seeing space. Mm-hmm. And um, no idea on price points or anything like that. But reservations are going to open up this sometime this year for stays in 2021 which is when it's expected to open and when i look at this daddy i look i'm looking at the website for it right Mm -hmm. now and it it's even more immersive than what you described it as because from what i understand there will be hotel staff that are dressed in costumes whoa so you're gonna have have stormtroopers yep Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, you'll be fine, Daddy. You'll be fine. I won't let them hurt you. And the thing of it is, is when I look at this, I don't see a hotel. I see an actual cruise. This would be the kind of thing that I would absolutely beg, beg, beg Mommy to go with me on because you know that she doesn't like cruise ships. She doesn't. She gets seasick. So this is like a cruise experience only without the rocking. So I think she might like it. Maybe. I don't know. I I don't know when we will do that and we'll have to see. But, but anyway, I want to do do it at least once. Yeah. And we'll have to see what we do. Um, So that wraps up our cheddar with the big cheese cheddar from the big cheese segment. I don't know that we'll do this every week, but we're going to keep our ears and our eyes focused on what Disney news might pop up. And if there's something that we think we need to talk about, then we'll mention it and it'll be under our cheddar from the big cheese segment. So um, Mm -hmm. next thing I wanted to talk briefly about and very briefly was um, I'd been running some poll questions on Facebook and they, I ran them from my um, Pixie Vacations by Mike Ellis Facebook page, not specifically from On the Road with Mickey. I should have done it from On the Road with Mickey, but anyway. And what we were doing is we were asking poll questions about what people's favorite land at the Magic Kingdom was because it was kind of a follow-up to our, um, to our segment last week on our favorite magic kingdom things. So the first question we had, the first poll question was, which is your favorite main street or fantasy land? And then the second poll question was, which is your favorite Liberty square or Tomorrowland?" And the third poll question was, which is your favorite um, adventure land or frontier land? Mm. And In those three questions, that led us to come up with a final question, which is, which is your favorite land overall? So the first question, Main Street beat Fantasyland, although it was was fairly close vote. 
And then Liberty Square beat Tomorrowland, which Sophie and I were very excited about. Yes. Um, Mommy, not so much because she likes Tomorrowland better. And then Frontierland beat, I mean, Adventureland beat Frontierland. Um, And so that set up the last question, which was, which do you like better? Main Street USA, um, Liberty Square, or Adventureland? And the winner of those three was Main Street USA. So from our unscientific poll, we have determined that Main Street is the favorite land for people to visit at the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> And then the last thing is I also asked a poll question because I learned this week that in the month of February, two classic Disney movies were released. One was Peter Pan and the other was Pinocchio. And in the poll question was, which is your favorite? And I'm guessing that most people will know which one is was one. But do you know which one won, Sophie? Oh my gosh, Peter Pan won by a landslide. Yeah, it was like it was like maybe 86% to 14% or something insane like that. So mm-hmm. poor Pinocchio didn't get any hardly any love, but um but Pinocchio has been released longer than Peter Pan by mm-hmm. I think like 13 years. So so anyway, but that was just a little bit of uh, polling that I did. I'm going to do some more polling as we go along. I'll probably do some polling for our uh, favorite things at Epcot and ask about people's favorite future mm-hmm. land and world showcase pavilions that they like. You should and totally ask people if they go counterclockwise or clockwise around oh, world good showcase. Good job. Yeah, so maybe I'll do all three of those in one poll. I found a new app I'm going to try out and post it on Facebook. So um, it'll make it more of a a better way for me to get the poll questions out. Um, So, yeah, that's totally a good question, Sophie. Yes. Um, And so that leads us into today's topic. And today we're talking about our favorite things at Epcot. So, Sophie, why don't you talk for a little bit? Okay. Well, Daddy, tell me, what is your favorite ride or my pavilion favorite, at Epcot? Well, my favorite pavilion is, it's funny because the Future World pavilions are named after the ride at that pavilion. So, mm-hmm. for example, um, Spaceship Earth is a pavilion and of course, that's the the great big, um, the golf ball, if you will. Yeah. Um, it's the geodesic dome for the official technical name, but um, but my favorite ride is actually over in the land, and it's funny because it didn't used to be my favorite ride, and that is Soren. Soren by far is my favorite ride. Um, I used to be really skittish, and um. And I didn't like it as much because I felt like I was going to fall. But that's not the case anymore. So mm-hmm. so favorite la- favorite ride is, um, is Soren. 
And my favorite pavilion, though, is Spaceship Earth because you can get so many incredible shots of the geodesic dome. So I agree. That is a beautiful pavilion. My favorite pavilion, though, it would have to be one of the pavilions in World Showcase because I love the world. And I have to say that if I had to choose one, I would go with the Japan Pavilion or the China Pavilion because they are both so beautiful. I like Japan because the architectural style, it is just, well, I like them both because of the architectural style. They are just so detailed and it, I love detail. Yeah. But my favorite ride at Epcot, see, it can't be in either of those pavilions because neither of those pavilions have rides. That's right. Now, at China, though, you do have a movie, though, right? Yes, but that I don't call that a ride. No, it's not a ride. It's not a ride. So my favorite ride in Epcot? One would expect me to say the Three Caballero ride at the Mexico <laughs> Pavilion, but that's actually not true. It's very near and dear to my heart because I just love those three. But my favorite ride has to be Mission Space. Really? Really? Wow, that's like, to me, that's like you just went off the board. Yes, but I like the immersion. Okay. Well, that's cool. Yes. That's cool. Now, what is your favorite Future World Pavilion? My favorite Future World Pavilion? Hands down, the land. The land, yeah. That's a good one. So much to see and do there. And so much, there's great food to have there. And there's a lot of different things to do. And you can just get in and take a break, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Now, for me, I was focusing on Future World for my favorite pavilion. My favorite country, though, is probably, you know what? I'm going to go with my heart, and it's going to be the American Adventure. Um, There's so much to see and do there. There's... There's the American Adventure Pavilion, the American Adventure Show. You've got the um, you've got the um, the seating outside. Um, it's just so cool. There's the museum inside that is just really cool. I was originally thinking of saying Canada, um, not as a nod to Jagan and Randy who are dual citizens in Canada, but um, but because of the the um the way that the they do the the gardens to make it look like victoria gardens but you know what that's not enough it is very pretty and that's just not enough for me though um i love the movie too the canada movie is is really cool but oh now that you mention it daddy i think i have to change my mind about my favorite pavilion my favorite movie is the china movie but my favorite pavilion has to be Italy or France. Ah, uh, France is a good one with the, with the Eiffel Tower there. Italy, France, or Japan. One of those three. It has to be those three. You know what? Just like in Magic Kingdom, you don't have to have just one. So. You're right. It's so hard to choose. Yeah. And, you know, we're, we're opening up a big can of worms here. But I'm going to ask it anyway. So if you had to pick, 
what's your hands down restaurant at the Epcot, you know, either in a future world or in world showcase, what's the restaurant that you just have to eat at? And it doesn't have to be just quick service or just reservation. It can be any or. Correct. Hands down at Epcot, I have to say that it would be, I have to say <laughs> that it would A hard decision. Be, it would have to be a hard decision. <laughs> it is a very hard decision. But just because I love the Garden Grill so much, I am not going to say it. Well, I'll say it for you then. Garden Grill. <laughs> Definitely the Garden Grill, and I will gladly eat there with you any day of the year. But I have to say... <sighs> I have to say that restaurant at the Japan Pavilion, not Teppanito, but the one that we took Jake into for her birthday. Ah, uh, um, hang on, I gotta find out the name. Hang on, I'm looking. That's a good one because you do have a situation where it's you don't have to worry about hibachi. You just sit down and order off the menu. Mm -hmm. Um. I'm looking at it right now. What is it? There are there are actually a bunch in Japan, but I do believe it is called Tokyo Dining. Yes. Tokyo that's Dining that. is the so so that's your favorite, huh? Yes, it is so amazing, and I don't usually like mocha flavored things, but their mocha flavored ice cream was, I mean, not mocha matcha. Their matcha-flavored ice cream was delicious. Well, that's good to know. You know that – I know that some people have said that Teppanito has gone downhill. Um, I would like to try it again to see if that's the case. But um, – so I prefer, I think, Teppanito over Tokyo Dining. But you know what? That's okay. Mm. Um and then, of course, there are those nice exhibits at the Japan Pavilion because those are very nice. And I remember this one time where Jagan and I, we went and tried on kimono, and it was beautiful. I really liked it. Yeah. So many good things there. Yeah, I remember you trying those on. Mm -hmm. um, and that was cool. And I was waiting outside for table randy and i got sick of shopping but yeah. um but anyway you know um another option i've got that i like is of course via napoli over in italy um yes. it is such a great venue because you get mm -hmm. you get such big areas and you and it's just so cool you know, you can have, if you have a big party like we did that time, we had, what, 13 or 14 people, and they put us on a long row table, and it was really cool. And we brought, we got the gluten-free cake for your yes. birthday. Megan was so happy. Yeah. And I was happy, too, because I wanted to share it with her. Yeah. And it was just so much fun. And and, and the... um. The, the ovens for the pizza The pizza ovens Are just so neat So They are I think they're named 
They are named, and don't ask me what they are because I don't remember right now. I have a sneaking suspicion that they're named after Roman Pantheon, but... Maybe. Maybe. Beautiful. I love Via Napoli. It is so pretty in there, and outside, too, because that fountain... Oh, my goodness. I love it. Yeah. So that's a cool pavilion. I also remember the time that you and I and Mommy had dinner with my friend Brenda and her husband Butch, and Mm -hmm. we ate over at Beer Garden. Yes, I remember. Do you remember that? Do you remember you and I going up onto the dance floor and dancing? Yes, I do. And I also remember how he played that very... Very interesting song on those cowbells. Yeah, I remember. And that was so much fun. And last I checked, the last funny detail I remember of it, I had a I had a stein filled yeah. with chocolate milk and it was delicious. Oh, no doubt. I'm certain it would be. I'm certain it would be. So that's a great memory that I've got from from Beer Garden. Um mm-hmm. And it's it's funny because we don't go there often, but but it's a good it's a good it's a good restaurant. So I really like it. Um, of course, we talked before about about missing Maelstrom and how we've got Frozen Ever After over at Norway now, and yeah. that's still a fun ride though. And then it is um, a fun ride. yeah, it's still a fun ride. And of course, eating at um, Akershus. Um, for Princess Storybook Dining is a lot of fun as well. Uh, you've been there for breakfast. I've never been there for breakfast. Do you remember eating there for breakfast? Oh, I thought you had been there for breakfast with us. No. I do remember it slightly. Yeah. But I have fun. My, my clearest memory of Oscar Schuch was on Thanksgiving when we went there for Thanksgiving. They had some yeah. very good food there. Yep, that was two years ago. Mm-hmm. So, um, no, I did not eat there for breakfast because um, Aunt Leanne made that reservation for you and Riley and um, her and for mommy to for be like a girl's breakfast. Uh-huh. So, so I was not invited on that, and Aww. I don't think I've ever let Aunt Leanne forgive you know forgiving her for that. So. No, I think I think I've forgiven her. I don't think it was a big deal. But um but I, so I spent the time wandering around World Showcase um as far as I could because it was before the um World Showcase opened, so you could only go so far. Uh, but um but I remember getting a nice pastry from one of the kiosk carts and it was yummy, yummy, yummy. So Anyway, so those sorts of things, that's what we love about Epcot is the memories. You know, some of my favorite memories of Epcot aren't about a ride we rode or anything like that. It's about wandering around World Showcase after like an evening extra magic hours when it's just so relaxed and calm and everything Mm -hmm. like that, you know, or... You know, when you went to the water park with with Jagan and Sheila and Randy and yeah. um, and Riley, I think, too. Uh-huh. Riley was there, too. And Mommy and I, we went over to Epcot and we saw Tinkerbell. And so we had our picture with Tinkerbell. 
and that was cool. And it was just the two of us. So I so could have just, sworn that that picture was taken at Hollywood Studios, but okay. I think it was taken right as we went into um, the international entrance to Epcot. So uh-huh. I think that's when it was taken. Mm-hmm. And what we had done is we had gone, um, we were making our way for dinner to meet up with you guys. And so before that, when you were at the water park, we were actually at the Magic Kingdom. And then we went over, and I, I don't know if we went to the boardwalk and then walked over or water took the water taxis or what we did. Actually, they're called friendship boats. But somehow we ended up over, we found out that that was the fastest way to get to where we needed to go. So we were we were booking it through Swan and Dolphin and all that. But um, but anyway, so that's when we saw Tinkerbell. And I'm like, okay, let's stop for a picture. <laughs> Good idea. Yeah. Because you never see Tinkerbell. No, it's not very often that we see her. So, And then, um, you know, so just those sorts of moments are things that I really like about Epcot. It's just, it, to me, it's two parks in one. And, um, and in addition to that, it's also got more of a laid back style. And, you know, of course this year we're going to experience something that we've never experienced, not full bore anyway. And what is that, that we're going to experience again? Um, the flower and garden festival. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, cause we've only seen little bits of it. But we've yeah. never been there when it's actually going on. We've been so. there for the food and wine festival. Right. But that's down in September, October. And this is, of course, March. So that'll be really cool for us. To, and I, I'm really looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. So that'll be a neat thing. And, of course, um, the night when we're there and we eat at Garden Grill, then we're going to see if we can't get over to the amphitheater. At American Adventure to see the um, Starship performance on the on the Garden Rock series. So, yes, that'll so be just, fun. I think it's just neat because it's it opens itself up to more than just being there for rides and and all that. Which of course there's a lot of cool things to do there, but but um but it'll be neat to be able to to see these other things. Mm-hmm. So so. So those are some of the things that I like and that I'm interested in. Um, yes. is, what else are you interested in at Epcot, Sophie? Is there anything else that we've missed? Um, well, missed, not quite. My thing about Epcot that we didn't really touch on uh-huh. would have to be the, well, I touched on it a little bit. It would have to be the exhibits. They're not rides. They're not restaurants. They're just places you can go in some of the pavilions. You talked about the museum at the American Adventure where there are other places like that throughout the yeah. rest of the pavilions. And I I really enjoyed this one in Norway. And yeah. I was talking about Norse mythology, and that is really cool to me. Yeah, and I know that's in the, um, what's it called, the old Stave Church or something like that? Yes, I think so. I think it is. And um, 
and that's really cool and that's that's one of the some of the neat things that we can ex- experience you know mm-hmm. um you know and that's partly why a lot of families with younger children don't necessarily go for epcot until their kids are a little older yeah because you know? epcot can be enjoyed by kids but it's at its height it's at its peak in your life when you are old enough to appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I told you this yesterday, I think in the car, but I was, but we'll tell our, our listeners too. One of my first instances where I was able to go off and explore on my own was at Epcot. And that was when um, my grandma and grandpa, so your Nana and Poppy, mm-hmm. um, they, uh, had some friends that that were retirees like them, and their grandson came down to visit, and it was in 1983. It was right after Epcot opened um, in the previous October in 82. So the summer of 83, um, the four of them talked about bringing their grandsons. So uh, I went, and I think his name was Chris. And we went and we all drove over together to Epcot for the day. And um, and it was so much fun. And Chris and I were, so 1983, I would have been about 15 years old. Um, and Chris and I were given permission to go wander the park some on our own. Um, and our grandparents just kind of hung out and probably sat and people watched and stuff like that. But um, but it was fun because it was one of the first times I got to do that on my own, you know, obviously with Chris there, too. So we were safe and you're always safe in, in Disney, I think. But um, but it was so much fun. So, yes. And I remember you telling me about that. And then we started joking about could you and mommy be trusted if I went off and did something like that? <laughs> yeah. And of course, we could all be trusted. So mm-hmm. I can't wait until you let me do that. It's been and, it's been three years since I was fifteen. So let's do it. Yeah. Well, it's up to you, honey. So Okay. But anyway, um so that was just one of my cool memories I've got from Epcot. And of course, you know, one of it used to be that our favorite ride at Epcot was um, none other than Spaceship Earth, mm-hmm. and that that was Sophie's favorite ride. It was my favorite ride, and we loved riding it, and we still do. Um, and we're gonna get to experience it this year as well. Um, and of course, coming up in the near future, I don't know the exact date, but um, Epcot's Spaceship Earth is going to close for a long renovation, and mm-hmm. that will take it into i think 2022 which is when it will celebrate the 40th anniversary of epcot opening um so it's going to be closed for quite a long while but um but fortunately we'll be able to experience it before then so Mm -hmm. one last time yep or twice maybe three times (laughs) three at least yeah so, I think we've pretty much covered our favorite things at Epcot. Is there anything else that we want to talk on? 
talk about at Epcot before we close this segment out? Nothing that I can really think of. All right. Well, then that brings us to this day in Disney history for February 10th. Sophie, take it away. It's all yours. Okay, this one is extremely, extremely important. And I don't think I've ever covered something earlier to date than this event right here. But on February 10th in 1870... 1870, that's 30 years after 1900, so that was 150 years ago, I think. Yep, 150. The city of Anaheim, California was incorporated. Its name is a blend of Anna, after the Santa Ana River, and Heim, which means home in German, It was first founded in 1857 by grape farmers and winemakers from Franconia in Bavaria. Walnuts, lemons, and oranges became viable crops after the prosperous grape industry was destroyed in the 1880s by an insect pest. Before Disney's opening in 1955, Anaheim was a massive rural community with agriculture as its principal industry. So not only would Disneyland not exist without Anaheim, but Anaheim would be very different from what we know it as without Disneyland. Very true. Very, very true. Okay. So... That's an interesting topic. I was trying to figure out why it was this day in Disney history was talking about Anaheim, but I think you covered it when you talk about wow, you know, Disneyland, of course, is in Anaheim. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Is there anything else you want to talk about for this day in Disney history? Nope. I'll pass it on to you. Who's our Disney character this week? All right. Well, today we are talking about the boy character from the movie The Jungle Book. And what's his name, Sophie? His name is Mowgli. Mowgli, yes. He is a human boy who lives in the jungle. As a baby, he was discovered by the panther Bagheera and brought to live with a wolf pack. Mowgli, I almost said Mowgli, listen to me. Mowgli has lived in the jungle for 10 years. Although he knows he is not a wolf, Mowgli sees the wolves as his family and would happily stay with them for the rest of his life. But when the tiger Shere Khan returns to the jungle and threatens to kill the man-cub, as he's known, the wolves know it is time for Mowgli to go to the man village. Mowgli is fearless and often fails to recognize the dangers that lie in front of him. He is sure the tiger cannot harm, cannot hurt him and is determined to prove he can survive in the jungle, even if he must do so on his own. He is also stubborn, reckless, and impulsive. Mowgli acts without thinking, which frequently lands him in dangerous situations 
from which he must be saved. Now, I've got two bits of did you know, Sophie. Yeah? Did you know that the animation of Mowgli was later used as inspiration when animating Aladdin? Really? I did not know that. I didn't either till just a few minutes ago when I read that. And did you know that you can see Mowgli in a cameo at the end of The Lion King one and a half? No, I did not know that either. And Mowgli can be seen on a poster in Meet the Robinsons. Wow. Yeah. So, little bits of did you know. Well, Daddy. Yeah. I have two things about Bagheera for you. Go for it. Tell me about Bagheera. Did you know that Bagheera, his name in Hindu, literally means Black Panther? I, I didn't know that. But, in the actual Hindu version of the film, Bagheera was a female character because Bagheera is a female word in the language. So, Bagheera in the movie is a boy, but it's a girl name. Yes. And and that's what I thought Bagheera was a girl. Shows I need to rewatch the movie, doesn't it? Well, he is a boy in the movie. At yeah. least in the American version, but in the Hindu version, he is a girl. Okay. Interesting. No, I didn't know any of that. Hmm. So, that brings me to my final bit of information for today. And it's a Walt Disney quote. This Walt Disney quote, and by the way... Um, last week I had trouble remembering um, where I got the book. The book is The Quotable Walt Disney, and it was compiled by Dave Smith. Now, some people may not know who Dave Smith is, but Dave Smith was the Disney historian. Mm. And he was he worked very closely with, with Walt Disney and... A lot of the big names that we know um, and have heard and learned about in in our Disney followings. So Dave Smith is a pretty big name um, in the in the lore of Disney. So so this quote today is um, is about none other than Mickey Mouse. Mm-hmm. And the quote goes like this. This is Walt Disney's quote, of course. All we ever intended for him or expected of him was that he should continue to make people everywhere chuckle with him and at him. We didn't burden him with any social symbolism. We made him no mouthpiece for frustrations or harsh satire. Mickey was simply a little personality assigned to the purposes of laughter. I love that quote because it just speaks about how really all it comes down to is Mickey Mouse 
was thought up and created for the sole purpose of bringing laughter to people across the world. And that is a very good purpose in life, if you ask absolutely, me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So much so. And, um, you know, think about it. He was created in the 20s, right, Sophie? Yes, the 20s. 1928. 1928. And, um, and, you know, the 1920s weren't necessarily an easy time to be growing up or to be alive. So, so the fact that this little mouse could be created and given life and bring humor to kids and adults across the world for now, for so long, let's see here, 72, 92 years, mm-hmm. 91 years. And it'll be 92 this year, I think. Right. Um, yeah. Anyway, for all those years, Mickey has had one purpose and that's just to bring laughter to the people that run across him. Mm-hmm. And so. it shows that having that intention for a character is probably one of the sturdiest platforms you can build a character off of. Exactly. Exactly. So anyway, that's all I've got for today. What do you have? Anything else for us, Sophie? No, nothing that I can think of. Okay. So next week, we're going to talk about our favorite things where, Sophie? Did we decide Animal Kingdom or Hollywood Studios? I believe we decided Animal Kingdom. Yeah. So our favorite things at Animal Kingdom coming up next week. And as always, just a reminder, you can reach out to us on email. We are at info at ontheroadwithmickey.com. Or you can reach out and leave us a voicemail at 919-799-8390. And as always, you can reach us on our Facebook page, On the Road with Mickey. So I'm Mike and she's Sophie. And thanks, everybody, for joining us today. Bye. Bye. Have a great week.